And welcome to episode number four of Flyers Fix. It is Jason Martinez. It is Brian Smith. A couple special guests will join us on this episode, including uh, an update from the man himself, Bry. Sam Moran going to join us here on the podcast to give us an update on his uh, his progress in recovering from uh, the ACL injury once again. It's amazing what he's been able to project just in terms of his attitude i mean i i can't imagine how much how difficult it must have been to go through all that and then play a handful of games and have to go through it again uh, you know it's, it's been really neat to watch uh his his just positive outlook on everything and uh we got to chat a little bit about what exactly he's doing what his prognosis is and how he's still able to to help this team right now despite not being able to play so a uh, pretty good conversation with him yeah and to, to break down the emotion of dealing with it again for a young player and the drive to keep pushing to try and play in the best league in the world and he's one of those guys that's really easy to root for and you hope that he can get all the way back because he's just a great guy yeah absolutely and it's unfortunate you say that a lot about hockey players yeah, but <laughs> you know it's unfortunate the flyers really have two of these situations right now not only with uh sam and uh, uh you know semi-conventional injury but with oscar Lindblom and everything he's going through um, you know two of the best guys you'll ever deal with at this level or at any level for that matter so um yeah i mean it's uh it's tough but i guess all you can do is just go out and try to try to win things for him right yeah that's well that's the best elixir to yep. make everybody happy and uh so we'll hear from sam moran also speaking of non-conventional injuries you know obviously what nolan patrick's gone through this year has been pretty non-conventional as well and i got to think that we're getting close to uh are we getting close to a tipping point you know i was trying to kind of give my feelings on this if there is a tipping point where you say okay he's just shut down for the year but when you're not dealing with a physical ailment per se, like a knee or a shoulder or an ab core injury, and you're dealing with a, an issue that's, you know, the migraine issue, is there a tipping point or could you get to a point in the playoffs where you say, hey, he's ready to play? You know, we're, not, we're in an uncapped situation now. He's in L on LTIR where you could put him in in that situation. Yeah, I mean, it's just a matter, I think, of uh, you, you don't want to upset the chemistry, but I'm not sure that uh, Nolan Patrick's role is one where you're, you're too worried about that. I mean, it's certainly – Certainly not an Eric Lindros situation from from 2000, you know, where you you put a guy back in like that in the middle of uh, the conference final after a bunch of controversy. I mean, even if he's the extra forward, I mean, you know how the playoffs are. You you never know what you're going to have to deal with in terms of injuries, and uh, you know if you've got uh, a situation where you know even a top six forward, God forbid, knock on wood, goes down, and you, you need to put somebody else in the lineup. Um, you know, to have him at your disposal in that situation, I think would be great for the Flyers. Um, yeah. So, you know, what, what what his role would be, I don't know, but I think he can definitely help this team down the stretch and into the playoffs. Yeah, it's, the organizational depth is off the charts, and right now, Schmitty, it's getting tested because all of a sudden, a little bit of an injury bug has come over the Flyers. We know about James Van Riemsdyk out four to six weeks with the broken uh, hand. We know about uh, now about uh, Phil Myers and the fracture patella which is basically a, a cracked kneecap which i makes me like kind of cringe sound fun no nope. does not sound fun and it's amazing because he skated before the game against the bruins that morning yeah yeah but I, hey tougher guy than me 
Um, but now we have Nate Thompson going down for the Flyers, and the Flyers have made a couple of uh, recalls. Connor Bunneman now back up with the team, as is Mark Friedman as the seventh defenseman. Uh, but the organizational depth, look, teams deal with injuries. When the Flyers took on the Bruins, they were without Brandon Carlo. They were without Tori Krug. So injuries yeah. are part of the equation. Absolutely. Everybody's going through them, and that's been one of the most remarkable things about what the Pittsburgh Penguins have done this year, the injuries that they had you know, during most of the season. And it's almost like that some of these guys are back now and they're a little worse all of a sudden. It's funny how this game works. But I, that, the one thing that really strikes me about the, the move the Flyers made today with Connor Bunneman coming up is that you get a guy like Nate Thompson, who obviously was injured at some point during the Boston game. Um, you do not have to just say, oh, we're going to bring up Morgan Frost now and toss him on the fourth line. The Flyers have the organizational depth you were talking about to the point where they can bring up Joel Farabee and plug him into that second line where James Van Riemsdyk came out. They can have now a fourth line hole and bring up a fourth line NHL caliber player in Connor Bunneman and plug him into that role and not have to take a guy like Morgan Frost who is a first line top six forward in the American Hockey League and now have to try he has to try to play a checking role in the NHL. That yeah, square peg work. round hole. Yeah. yeah, They don't have to do that. They yeah. have guys that they can pull up from Lehigh Valley to do the specific job that needs to be done at the NHL level, whether it's Nate Thompson or James Van Riemsdyk or what have you. And that's one of the really encouraging things about what the Flyers are headed into now here is, uh, you know, it looks more and more likely there's going to be a playoff run uh, that uh, they've got these guys at their disposal that they can uh, use as interchangeable parts rather than, you know, so many, and, and, you know, you hear it every time somebody goes down, it's somebody else's opportunity. Well, that works to an extent, but when you're trying to fill a fourth line spot with a, a guy that plays first line minutes in the American League that doesn't quite work as well as a guy who's in the American League learning to be a third line player in the National Hockey in a League. checking role. Yeah, exactly. So and yeah. just like it wouldn't wouldn't work if you it wouldn't work either if you took uh you know a, a third line NHL player and put him down in the American League and tried to have him play a first line role. That doesn't necessarily work. So Yeah. Well the thing is is Connor Bunneman he was sent down when on the deadline day when the trades happened, but he wasn't sent down because things were broken. He was sent down because they gained a little bit more experience and more penalty killing. So it wasn't like he wasn't having success in that role right. and good chemistry with Nicholas Albay-Kubel or Raffle or whoever else he's playing with and he can play the middle so it, it, they're in a good situation there uh, coming here down the stretch and mm-hmm. they and you certainly won't hear a player in that locker room or a coach on that staff use it as an excuse for this team letting off the gas in any way shape or form. Yeah and I, and I really liked uh, you know not to backtrack to the trade deadline but that's one of the things I really liked about the moves that Chuck Fletcher made as opposed to the moves that maybe some of the other GMs in this division made because because it was a full-out arms race in the Metro at the deadline. And Chuck went out and got two players that filled specific needs that this team had, and that was that third-line center position that has been trying to try, trying to figure out all year what they're going to do with this, but in the fourth-line center too, but with Nolan Patrick out, trying to figure out how they're going to slot things in there. And, and Scott Lawton is uh, certainly cool. a capable guy to do it, but they, you know, he plays he plays better on the wing right now. So enable, yeah. you know, they're able to specifically fill those things. Whereas, you know, uh, I mean, who, who wouldn't want Ilya Kovalchuk on your team for a three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars cap hit? But me. 
I mean, you know, I, it, 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 there's one puck on the ice. Right? Yeah. So when you have, and all he went to guy, a team where he can't even get on the power play. Yeah. So I, I just, I there's there were some moves like that around the division that kind of made me go, huh? You know. Mm. And so I, Patrick Marlowe. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, uh, the Peugeot deal. Yeah. Overall, it's just like. I, I don't. I don't necessarily understand them anywhere near as well as I. I, I like the moves that the Flyers made. And, well, they also know, didn't take anybody off their roster. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 you don't have. To, you don't want to take guys off your roster if you got the chemistry going well, and you don't want to necessarily add guys to the roster either if the chemistry is going well, unless they're a good fit. So that's, that's why point. I like what the Flyers did. But here we are now. You know, on, on March 11th, and uh, you know, getting ready to head into the home stretch of the regular season, and you know, because Bunneman had the opportunity probably to go down to Lehigh Valley and work on his game for a couple of weeks with Nate Thompson in the NHL lineup, you know, and I'll be that much better when he comes back up to fill in for him. Yep, and, it's beneficial. When, when, uh, when you know, hopefully the, the Thompson injury is not serious, um, maybe just a couple of weeks, uh, you get to the playoff time and you've got both of them there ready to go. Brian, we'll take a quick detour here. And we're joined by a man who returned to the lineup last night for the Philadelphia Flyers, number 53, Shane Gosses Bear. Shane, how you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Uh, it had to feel good to get back on the ice against the Bruins and uh, talk about what it feels like kind of the day after after the build-up to that moment of getting back out there and, and how you felt? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, it was always a good test. Uh, you know, only played a handful of games here in the last couple months. So, you know, staying mentally, you know, ready, mentally sharp and, you know, just getting healthy again physically. Uh, you know, I think that helped a lot for me, you know, ease my transition to that game. And, you know, I felt like I did pretty good. And just, you know, obviously wish we, you know, can get two points. You know, I was uh, a little nervous before the game, but, you know, I felt like uh, once I had a couple of shifts, you know, I could, you know, really hit my groove. Did, did you feel like there was a point in the game? Because I, I noticed a point. It was early in the first period when you make that shifty move at the blue line, you take the puck to the net, you get tripped up, and you draw a penalty. Uh, that looked like Shane Goss' despair. And uh, was that like kind of a jumping off point for you where, like, where you kind of started to feel really comfortable? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, you, you you get your you know your offensive opportunities. You don't get many during a game, especially you know being a defenseman. But you know, when you make that you know that sort of move, and you know, you know, you beat the guy, and he has to you know take a penalty just just so you know you know you don't beat him. I mean, it feels good. I mean, especially you get the crowd pumping too. We get a power play in a big game like that, so. You know, it was cool. It definitely, you know, fed my confidence for sure. Uh, you made a lot of plays in the second period. Your neutral zone game, you you were showing uh, what you've been capable of in your NHL career, uh, making really good decisions and, and causing turnovers in the neutral zone. Is that when you really started to feel a comfort level in, in your game in total and knew that you could do the things that you're used to doing so many years in this NHL? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, when you're making plays, not only offensively, but defensively as well, and you know, you're making those reads and, you know, you're breaking up plays and, you know, it's leading to offense, you know, it definitely, you know, feeds the confidence. And, you know, I think for me, being the first game back in a couple of months, you know, I, I felt like I could build off that now and, you know, just uh, hopefully, you know, I can go up from here. Are you in a way glad that that first game's behind you? Because you mentioned you haven't played a game since, I think, February 4th or February 6th, and you've only played four games in the calendar year of 2020. Are you glad that one's kind of behind you and you can just move forward now and get into a groove? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, just, you know, being out there again, you know, adjusting to the speed and whatnot, uh, you know, it's good. I mean, I, I, I kind of didn't mind being thrown in the fire like that, you know, against the best team in the league. But, you know, uh, you just learn from the experience and, 
you know, I'm glad it, you know, went well for me personally. But, you know, obviously, you know, when you have a nine-game winning streak and you come in and then you lose, it doesn't look too good. So, you know, obviously I wish we got the win. Um, talk about how you were notified you were going in that night. Did you have a lot of time to think about it? Because sometimes it's, maybe it's better they go, oh, you're in, and it's like kind of reacting, you go. Uh, yeah, I had a hint of it the night before. I wasn't too sure, like, how serious Phil's injury was, but... Um, yeah, I, I took morning skate and, you know, I noticed Phil wasn't doing too good. So I, I knew I was probably going to go in. So, you know, I had, a, I had some time to adjust and, you know, get ready for it. And, you know, I've I, I played this good amount of games in this league now. So to get up for that is, uh, you know, it's not too hard. And, you know, I think for me, just, you know, being a veteran player now, it's just, uh, you know, just go out there and have fun, do what you do always done. Uh, talk about your uh, conditioning stint that you went down with the Phantoms. You played a couple of games. Uh, what was that like getting down there just to kind of knock some of your rust off of your game and, and uh, try and get back into this lineup as quickly as possible? Yeah, for sure. It's, a, it's definitely a conditioning stint for a reason. I was pretty tired down there, you know, <laughs> definitely not playing games in a month and a bit. But, you know, I think for me, uh, that was a great test for, you know, my knee. I mean, playing back-to-back on the road, you know, that's the toughest, you know, part in pro hockey when you play that type of, you know, back-to-back games. So, you know, I think it was a great test. It was definitely, uh, you know, it was a cool experience, you know, just to go down there for a couple games and, you know, really test out my skills. And, you know, it was, it was actually pretty fun. Uh, talk about what it was like getting up today and what the knee feels like today, because I'm sure there's a little trepidation. You're going, okay, I just played a, uh, an NHL game against the Bruins, and it was a pretty hard-fought game, and it was definitely a playoff feel to it. So when you woke up today, how'd the knee feel? Yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, uh, definitely for sure, you can't mimic. Uh, you can do whatever you can, you know, conditioning-wise, and everything. can't mimic an NHL game. So, you know, obviously I'm a little sore all over my body, but who isn't, you know? So, you know, for me, I'm, you know, I'm happy. I'm, you know, pretty healthy right now. So I think for me, just moving forward, just, uh, you know, just keep going. Shane, can it help you in a way that you haven't played a ton of games uh, right now? You know, you just mentioned it. Everybody's banged up at this point in the year. You're creeping up on the playoffs, but you don't have a ton of wear and tear on you other than, you know, rehabbing from an injury is no joke. But can that help you in some way, shape, or form? Maybe the tank's a little more full than it is for some other guys? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not like we have two games left till playoffs, but we, you know, we have a, you know, a good sample size where, you know, I can, you know, test my, you know, my abilities and whatnot. And, you know, I think for myself, you know, being out that long, you know, I really build up a, you know, a good engine and, you know, physically got, you know, stronger. So I think I'm a little ahead of the curve as, you know, obviously some of these guys you've played in all the games, you know, obviously they got some wear and tear. So, you know, I think for myself, it's it's been good and not only physically, but I think a mental reset, you know, really helped as well. Uh, talk about that, you know, where you are mentally right now. It's It's been a tough year for you dealing with that knee. And sometimes, you know, when, when the body doesn't cooperate with the mind when you're injured, that can be tremendously frustrating and a hard thing to deal with. You get the mental reset. You come in, you played really well last night, and you're going to move forward now. You're in a situation with a team that's in line to do some damage as well. It's got to feel great to be back with the guys and playing again, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, just to, you know, be in that locker room again and, you know, just to be around the boys and in, in, in that sense, uh, you know, it's obviously awesome. Just, uh, you know, being away for so long is obviously I'm around the boys a lot, but, you know, it's just different when you're, you know, in a game and, you know, and you're in that locker room. It's just different, something you can't describe, but, you know, it's definitely awesome to be back in that environment. 
uh, playing with uh, this group right now, it, it's tough sitting up and watching them and, and, and things going so well and everything. Uh, and then you're back now contributing and, and doing the things that you love to do, being on that ice. Uh, talk about this team and, and this group and what you guys have in front of you is something that, you know, you can do some damage and, and you can do something pretty special. You guys are really deep. You got a lot of great organizational depth and it's something uh, you're looking forward to a nice playoff run. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, this team's a lot different than, you know, all the teams I've been on. And, um, you know, I think it's just a different field, too. I mean, uh, obviously, we're pretty satisfied for where we are in the standings right now. But, you know, normally we're sort of chasing it at this point of the year. And, you know, just to be in the driver's seat right now is, you know, pretty good. And, you know, it's just a different sense in the locker room. And it's not going to be – it doesn't feel like it's going to be, you know, oh, we made the playoffs, we're happy. It's, uh, you know, we're making the playoffs, we're here to do some damage. And, you know, we got the – you know, we got the team to do it. We got the depth to do it. You know, we got some guys injured, but, you know, guys get plugged right in. So, you know, it's up for, for some of us to, you know, step up to the plate and, you know, time to contribute and help this team, you know, go even further. Uh, last question for you, Shane. Um, you know, you're a defensive defenseman that's got high-level offensive skills. And, and maybe in past years when you didn't have the goaltending that you have now, um, that's a little that can hamper a player like you in a lot of ways because you feel like if you make a mistake, you're pulling it out of the back of your net. But when you get the goaltending that you guys have gotten this year from young Carter Hart at 21 years old and Brian Elliott, that tandem has been really good. That frees your mind up, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it definitely helps when, you know, you got that, you know, that extra safety net back there. I mean, um, you look at any team that won a Stanley Cup, I don't think they didn't have a hot goaltender. So, you know, you need that piece. And, you know, those guys have been, you know, tremendous this year. And, uh, you know, we're going to need them big time. You know, we lean the, we lean on them a lot. Who doesn't? So, you know, we're just going to, you know, hopefully they keep, you know, playing well. And, you know, we're going to do the, our best uh, in front of them. Well, Shane, uh, it was great to see you back on the ice last night. I thought you're coming back. You played really well last night. I'm looking forward to what's next coming up on Thursday against Tampa. And uh, best of luck down the line here and uh, for a long playoff run. I know all Philadelphia is rooting for you, and uh, they're looking forward to a fun time. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, Bryce, so since they've lost back-to-back games, the last time they lost back-to-back games was January 4th and January 7th, and the second one of those back-to-back losses was Carolina, part of a four-game losing streak. It was in overtime. So I decided to look back at the schedule to see, well, coming off a loss, did they play inferior opponents, and that's why they didn't lose two straight? Like, did they play Detroit? Did they get Ottawa? Right. Did they get some, you know, Anaheim? So here are the losses after or the wins after losses since January 7th when they lost to Carolina. The next game, they got the win against Washington at home. That was actually a back-to-back after a long road trip, mm-hmm. and they won that game at home 3-2. to two. They lost the next game. That was that one nothing loss to Tampa Bay. Really tough game. Played them tight. Weird play. Niskan tried to glove the puck down. Yep. They got a weird goal. Uh, they ended up losing one nothing. So the next game after that, they had Boston. That is not an inferior opponent. And they came back in that game from a 5-2 deficit to tie it at five, get it to overtime in a shootout. And that's, of course, when Marshan whiffed on the shootout yes. attempt, yeah. which we all remember and relived yeah. last night. <laughs> so that's a quality yes, win absolutely. after a loss. The next loss was that uh, tough defeat on that Thursday night against the Montreal Canadiens, 4-1. to And the next game they won over the Kings, 4-1. to That's an inferior mm-hmm. opponent. <laughs> so, okay, we'll chalk that one up. So that's one and one right now. The next loss was the last game before the All-Star break and by week it was a three or a four three loss to Pittsburgh in overtime Um, that was actually after the bye week the next game they started Alex Lyon against the Colorado Avalanche and won six to three Colorado 
Good team. Yes. Right? Tough spot. Good team. The next loss came against the New Jersey Devils, and it was uh, an ugly one. A 5 nothing loss to the Devils. So how did they bounce back from that? They went to Washington on a Wednesday night, and they beat the – or Saturday night, and they beat the Washington Capitals 7-2 to two in their barn. That's a quality yeah. win. Yep. Next loss came on a back-to-back where they took on Florida on Monday. They got a win on, against Florida. Then they lost. They went down 3 nothing against the Islanders, came all the way back, tied it. Then they gave up that Ryan Pollock slap shot goal, ended up losing the game 5-3. to But then they took on Florida in Florida on Thursday that week, and they beat the Florida Panthers twice in one week. And in that second one, they beat them 6-2 to and chased Sergei Bobrovsky. That's a team that's battling for playoff position. Yeah. That's another quality win. That's a goaltender the Flyers have had trouble with, too. Yep, you're absolutely right. The next loss came against the Tampa Bay Lightning 5-3 to on the road, and they bounced back from that game with a 5-1 win over the Columbus Blue Jackets, and that's what started their nine-game win streak. Yep. So off of those losses, one opponent, the LA Kings, were what I would deem as an inferior opponent where you got to win the game. All the other ones were against teams that were either in the playoff mix, at the top of their standings, or battling for a playoff position. And not only that, but they beat Florida twice in one week, and they beat Columbus in a home-and-home home one, in one week as well. So their ability to bounce back, and we'll see what they do against Tampa tomorrow night. Obviously, that's a really good opponent playing really good hockey. They just beat Boston this past weekend. They had a home-and-home home with Boston in the last week. Mm-hmm. Boston went down there and won 2-1, to one, and then uh, Tampa beat Boston at the TD Garden. So this ability to bounce back from losses, it, while it's great in the regular season, it's even better when you get into the playoffs to have that as an identity. Well, right. That's and that's what I was about to say that I really like about that situation is that that's what you need to do to be successful in the playoffs. Uh, we are not going to have a faux 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 here you know this is not the old nhl or nba for that matter or whatever uh you know the playoffs are a two-month battle it's a marathon it is exhausting um you're you're uh you know you're you're not playing more than you do during the regular season but a playoff game is just so much more draining both physically and mentally just from the standpoint of everything that's on the line everything that's at stake so that the flyers are getting in the habit now of bouncing back from losses with good efforts is is tremendous because you're, you're going to lose games in the playoffs mm-hmm. uh, and that to me is the thing that doomed the tampa bay lightning last year they won like 60 games in the regular season. They had almost no adversity um, other than injuries. And then they went into the first game against Columbus. Blue Jackets came into their barn and smoked them, and they didn't know what to do. And they didn't know how to react to yeah, it. Yeah, next thing you know, you're out. So the fact that the Flyers have shown that they can bounce back with solid efforts is is key here to me uh, headed into the playoffs. And, um, you know, they're – Again, 10 points clear of, of, of any problems not being in the playoffs. Um, so you would hope at this point that they're doing all right. Um, you know, here on, on the day we're recording this, the day between the Pittsburgh and Tampa game, um, their magic number is 20 points to clinch a spot without uh, having to worry about tiebreakers or anything like that. So, you know, the, 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 the stage is set, and they can use this time from here to the end uh, to, you know, perhaps fine tune a little bit. Although, it, you know, it, they've gotten themselves to the point right now where, um, you know, if they play well, 
it's the difference between playing, say, Pittsburgh in the first round and, say, the Rangers or Columbus or whoever gets that yep. la- that, that second-to-last seed because the uh, the last seed will, will cross over to the Atlantic and get the Bruins. So the, the, the first wild card would be um, – Carolina, Island uh, division champion gets yeah. So obviously you've got uh, you're, you're not you're not you, you never play to try to get a matchup because it will always blow up in your face. But uh, you know if you're going to pick, you know obviously you'd want to win the division and and ha- and have the wild card opponent. But you're going to have to go through you know the two three winner at some point. So yep. you know might as well you know if you got to get it over with great with just the, the only benefit is you don't have to go through both of them you know you don't have to go through both of them you have to get through the wild card and then on to the semifinal round but uh all, all stuff that probably is too far away to worry about at this point it's just a matter of nailing down how they want to play um you know these last 14 games yeah well the good news is players will never tell you their preferred opponent when it comes to the playoffs but the good news is, is that we're not players so right, we can yeah. tell you our preferred opponents but we're going to hear from sam moran first uh flyers defenseman we got a chance to catch up with sam moran get the latest on his rehab and uh dealing with the injury once again so here's our conversation brian and i conversation with flyers defenseman sam moran flyers defenseman sam moran sam how you doing i'm good how you doing we're doing well. Uh, how has uh, your rehab been going? Where are you at in the process right now? Uh, I think I'm three months and three weeks now. Uh, I'll be back on the ice at, uh, at the end of the month. So uh, pretty excited. I get uh, with the boys a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's, it's doing pretty well. Yeah. Can you take us through what happened? I know it happened uh, up in Allentown and not a lot of people maybe saw it. Uh, was it a similar situation to the last time? Uh, when I turned my ACL again? Yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, not really. It was just uh, a nothing play, kind of. I just I was feeling really good, playing really well, getting my game back together, and it just just happened. Like, it just snapped. Uh, I played two shifts after that. Uh, I kind of knew it was it was bad, but I didn't think it was that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I wake up in the morning, I was like, okay, yeah, it's probably tear again. And it was even worse. I tear my meniscus too. So, yeah. How, how, do, you, how do you wrap your head around it? Um, all that you've been through already, the rehab, the work that you've put in. You put in a ton of work to get back. And then, as you say, you wake up that next day and you realize that, yeah, it's probably pretty bad. How do you kind of deal with that from an emotional level? Uh, at the beginning, I was I was I was tough. Uh, there was some uh, retirement thoughts, obviously, when uh, when you get through like uh, all the the stuff I've been through. But uh, after talking to my family and uh, uh, talking to my agent and even the guys there, um, I was like, man, I, I I love this game so much. Uh, I love uh, I love hockey. I love the boys, and I really want to be part of the part of. Uh, Part of this again, so uh, that was a no-brainer. Uh, I was like, man, I I, I really want to, I want to really want to do this again, and uh, I'm gonna put all the work again. And and you know what? I'm in a good spot right now. Uh, it feels really good, and uh, I really, uh, I really think it's gonna be this time's gonna be fine. I'm gonna have a have a career, and uh, I'm gonna play play hockey for another another ten years. It, it, this might be kind of the same question, but along those lines, I mean, you know, you you have. A situation here where a, a lot of people would really have a hard time dealing with it but you don't do that you've got a tremendous attitude it's you know it's it's been really kind of inspiring to watch how you deal with this the second way around is you know what, what's what is your mindset when you're uh, attacking this situation and some maybe some of the things that you've been trying to keep in mind as you uh, you know work your way back again yeah it's it's not easy um 
I have uh, really good teammates. Uh, I think guys, uh, they, they help me so much. Uh, obviously, you guys don't see that, but like I'm always around. I'm always there, and they, we got a, such a good group here. They really helped me a lot. But uh, I'm just just the way I was born. Like uh, I was pretty young, and I decided I was probably like I was really young. I decided to be I was going to be a hockey player. I was really uh, I always always put the works in, and uh, it's just it's just no brainer for me. Like working hard has always been my uh, mindset, and having uh, the right attitude and wanting to learn, and uh, that's what I'm still doing. And uh, I really think this time is gonna be a good one. And uh, and uh, when I was down there for those games, I was playing. Like I was like, man, like I feel so good. Like I I'm getting my game back together. I really like. I really love this game a lot. Like a pure love. So it's just it's just that's why I want to keep going. Yeah. You're still a young guy, so mm-hmm. it's not like you know you're in your 30s and it's tougher to heal. Yeah, yeah. So th- that's part one element of it. But um, th- the people that you lean on, you know, encouraging you to go back and hey, push again to do this. Um, do you treat it almost like a hockey game? Like it's like shift by shift, day by day. Oh, for sure it is. Oh, it's a little battle by little battle. Uh, it's you can't see the long the long term picture. Uh, like uh because if you like if i look at like man where are gonna be in next year like you can't do that like you can like obviously there's a lot of question about that but like i take it day by day we're winning right now we're just everyone have, having fun and that's that's what i'm doing and uh i don't worry about next year or this summer or anything yeah uh, is it easier when the, when the when things are going well like these guys include you in a lot of stuff which is awesome yeah they do you yeah. feel a part of the team yeah yeah and things are going well everybody's happy it makes coming to the rink just period end of sentence easier and by proxy oh, for, your for sure for sure it is it, it is a good thing when the guy when the we're winning i love uh, the mood is better and the coaches are happier and everyone is happier uh, happy but uh yeah i mean i went through it last year and we're not winning so uh i think this year is a it's more fun yeah <laughs> for sure are, are you able to contribute off the ice at all i know you're in the press box watching games are you able to do anything along the lines of maybe help scout or, or talk to guys about things you see uh, things like that i it's, try yes i mean after games i always like even like goals yesterday he plays first game uh, in over a month and i thought he'd play really well so just like just a little tap on the shoulder like tell him like hey buddy you play really well like keep going stuff like this i think uh, as me as a player i like it like uh, when uh, other uh, your teammate uh, acknowledge your uh, your work so i try to do that try to be positive and every time when uh, someone's playing well i tell him and uh, if someone goes to a rough time i try to help them too try to talk to them a little bit and, f- yeah. and for you are you are you able to maybe you know continue your development just from watching i know we've always talked about how much easier it is to play the game from <laughs> up there where we're watching where you can see everything yeah it's so so easy yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. you can tell everything but uh you're not getting banged around yeah (laughs) yeah it's uh it's way easier but uh i try to watch every game a player uh like yesterday i was watching chara like what kind of stick work he's doing or it can be a browner and see kind of guys like i i can compare my defensive game to and see what they're doing uh during that game the mistake they do and the good thing they do uh what's weird it's when i follow a guy they always play well so it's kind of weird like the other night i was following browner and he got like three apples and uh, that's so funny yeah so i try like yeah it's it's been it's been fine i mean uh try to stay like try to get something out of it uh, when you're watching from upstairs as brian just alluded to yeah it looks a lot different the game since your draft year has changed a ton it seems mm-hmm. like it's evolving and changing more, quicker 
quicker than ever before. So in watching that and seeing the speed of the game and stuff, it, does that help seeing it from up there to change your approach when you do get back in there? Because, I mean, the, there's, a, you know, the speed of the game now and your gaps are, are, are going to be more mindful than ever. Mm-hmm. And as a defenseman, that's something you got to look at. Uh, I mean, yeah, the game is fast. Uh, I mean, the game changed all the time. I remember, like, Pittsburgh, like, won two cups in a row, and everyone was about skill, speed, and uh, a lot of center with one. They're big guys, really, like, physical team now. They're like, oh, maybe, like, it's, <laughs> I feel every, every Everybody time. imitates what's Yeah, working. yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it is, and it's normal, but uh, it's a good combination, I think. Uh, right now, I think our game, we're playing uh, fast and physical, like, uh, which uh, which is really good. Like, it uh, makes the other team, like, our forecheck is unreal right now, so... Uh, I really like that, uh, but like you said, the game changed. But is it? I think I'm still like, I'm still in that bubble that I can do it. Like I'm, a, I'm a really fast, tough guy that can hit. But uh, it's you still need those guys in the league. If you just have skill guy, it doesn't work. Like you just need like a good balance in the team. And yeah, what what is your prognosis? I know you said you're looking to skate by the end of the month. Yeah. Uh, what's the? Uh, is there a game plan from from that point on through the spring and summer? Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm going to talk uh, to the strength coach and stuff what we're, we're, we're going to plan, but uh, obviously I'm going to be on the ice way more than last summer. Mm, like, really way more. Right? It's going to be like mm-hmm. kind of my season. Uh, I, really, I really look forward to it. Uh, I got a lot of work with uh, Angelo. Uh, uh, our skill coach is, is unreal, so it's been a great addition. Like, it's so fun for us having a, a skill coach now. Yeah. Uh, Sam, when you look at uh, you watch the league and watching a lot of the games and stuff, is there a guy in particular that you look at now that go, well, when I get back in there, I kind of want to emulate what he does. And maybe a guy like Colton Pareko. You guys are of the same physical stature. Those Who's, kind of players. Uh, Colton Pareko. Pareko uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a little bit more offensive than my, than I do. I think there's a there's a guy I want to emulate. I think. Uh, I, there's a lot of good defensive defensemen in this league that make a living by just play make a by playing simple and play physical. Be that uh, stay at home guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously, I think I, I can make some plays uh, in my in my good old days. Like when I was when I was doing pretty well, uh, I was uh, really good with the puck, making plays, and really good skater and hitting and all that stuff. So I try I try to like. Uh, I don't want to keep my game too simple too like I still need to make plays I think I can do it I was starting finally doing it when I was like down the phantoms and in that condition stand I was feeling good about myself because it's so hard coming back from I've been so from so much like it's hard to get your back game together so uh, I, I went through it so now I know a little bit what's the step but it's uh, you need to you need to relearn everything like it's crazy it's 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 a battle but uh, I'm doing it right now and I think I'm doing pretty well so, so evaluate this team for us a little bit from what you've seen from up top. What are the, some of the things that they're doing well that need to continue for uh, this team to have success through the rest of the season and into the playoffs? Uh, we're playing really fast right now. Uh, really, um, like our forecheck is really, really efficient. I think uh, our, four, our four lines are really good in the, on the forecheck right now. And like uh, even yesterday, we created a lot of chance on the forecheck. So uh, our demons are, are really good too right now, playing simple, give the puck to forward. And uh, obviously uh, right now, I think Proby's on another level. He's playing on real hockey and Artsy is great. We have great goaltending. So uh, 
our, our team is looking pretty pretty good like yesterday was again the game says two heavy weights like going at it and it was pretty fun to watch so uh i think we're a really good spot we just need to keep going and uh like our four we have so much depth right now it's it's really fun to watch like the fourth line is on real q uh raf and and uh, Nate are doing a great job making space for uh, our, our big boys like G and Jake and Coots. Mm-hmm. Like they take, they, they burn the other team out. So now the first yeah. line is getting the getting uh, the points and stuff, which is good. So we have a really good balanced team right now. I like it. Yeah. T- t- talk about what it's like as a, as a defenseman. Two things. One, when they can roll four lines at you mm-hmm. and that can hem you in. And talk about what it's like with this four check because the four check comes in waves. Yeah, it's really aggressive. Two men on the puck, and yeah. then that third guy is always supporting and yeah. constantly cycling. How that wears down an opposition defense. Oh, it's and crazy. Frustrates them. Oh, wait, wait. if the team is four checking well and it's always on your in your ass, it's the worst thing ever for for uh, for D man. I wish I could be forward sometimes just to like just like Get go crush it, right? those guys. No, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's really like a big part of the game now it's four check uh, if you get an efficient four check and like make those d turn or like give you the puck get free offensive time and now you get some scoring chance out of it yeah it's really important um yeah for demon it's terrible like when you always have someone you ass you do a pass and someone finishes check on you it's so annoying it just wear you down yeah and they yeah. lay on you it would tire you out yeah, yeah. um the, the other thing too is you know when, when you get hemmed in like that um, it, it just it just stresses you as a defense, doesn't it? Yeah, and, yeah. And you uh, start chasing the play. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, sometimes you can be uh, over aggressive. Uh, like uh, if you get beat all the time, if your F one get beat all the time. But like right now, we're just like our F one is always good stick on the puck, and it's 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 really good. Like I'm really impressed by our, uh, by our four check right now. It's really good. It's entertaining to watch. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah. It's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. me for a yep. yeah for a. Forget to play play the game. It's like I can see those stuff. It's awesome. Like I really like what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know you're entertained when you say I'd like to go out there and be a forward. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> oh, going, I, I want in on this action. You know, uh, honestly, I, like sometimes I told them I, like, I wish I could like just give it back all the frustration I've already <laughs> here from from one game. Like just for check the just let it boil. Yeah, over. yeah, yeah. It would be fun. Uh, I don't know if I'd be really good at it though. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sam, yeah. uh, we appreciate you joining us here on Flyers Fix, and we're hoping you get fixed, man. Yeah, I'm okay. Thank you, man. You're one of the really good guys, and you're putting in the work man no everybody's rooting for you thank you keep grinding man and uh thanks for sitting down for the interview yeah thank you guys appreciate it thanks man i mean literally sitting down for the interview thanks yeah special thanks to uh sam moran for joining us what a genuine guy he is just tremendous and uh, we wish him the best of luck in his rehab you want to see him do well i I am not a doctor i don't know if this is going to be chronic or not but uh all all hopes that he can uh recover from this one and and still have a uh an, an effective nhl career he's still a young player um you know he's still in his early 20s so you know he, he's got the time and and we really hope that he can uh, got the work ethic you know, exactly too. oh there's no question about that yeah so we really hope that uh that he's got some some time ahead of him uh, yes, certainly resilient in, uh, in his approach, and uh, we appreciating him joining us. All right, Bryce, so we said we were going to give our preferred opponents for the playoffs. So if the Flyers come in, in that two seed for uh, purposes of this podcast and presuming, which we should never do, but uh, we will anyway, <laughs> if you finish as the two seed, you get Pittsburgh. Um, but if you finish as that one seed and the Flyers are a point back of Washington at time of recording, um, 
there's a couple of opponents that could be possibilities. Now, the Rangers are in the mix. They had 78 points. They're three points back of a wild card spot. Uh, but they do have some games in hand on Columbus. They Three games in hand to be exact. Or Rangers have one game in hand. The Islanders have three games in hand on Columbus. But if you're ranking the order or your preference of opponents going all the way from Washington and through Carolina, Columbus, the Islanders, and the Rangers. What are your preferences from most preferred to least preferred? I'm going to see if they agree with mine. Well, you know, again, just a very 800-foot view of the whole situation. Um, if I'm looking at any of those teams that I would want to play in the first round, I would go with the Columbus Blue Jackets because I think they've overachieved this year. Um, they uh, they have relied very, very heavily on their uh, new young hot goaltending, and that goaltending is not playoff tested. Um, and now you've seen, obviously, um, the, the St. Louis Blues ride their hot young goaltending to a Stanley Cup championship. I'm not sure that the Columbus could could duplicate that. So that would be uh, my my first preference. I agree with you. That's actually my yeah. first preference as well. Um, if I, if I had to pull another one out of there, um, you know, probably I would be looking at at Florida. But Florida is going to have to, you know, it takes some jockeying uh, for them to get into a wild card spot because just the way things are right now. Yeah, probably too many teams. The, the, to yeah, leap they're over. gonna. Well, they're either gonna be out or they're going to pass Toronto. Yeah, they'll they're be the three third points team. back yeah. at Toronto. So um, if I'm looking at another team that I, I would probably maybe want to play, I would go with the New York Rangers just from the standpoint of I think the Flyers have a lot of confidence against the New York Rangers right now. Um, you know, Obviously, they got that win in the back-to-back. Um, Chris Kreider is unavailable, and I don't know if he would be back for the first round of the playoffs uh, with, with his injury. So um, you know, that would be my second preference. Plus, I, it's, it's the easiest road trip in the league for us. So <laughs> perfectly perfectly uh, selfishly, nice train ride. I, would, I would take that. I do not necessarily really want to play the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, mm. the, the Flyers seem to struggle with them for whatever reason. Uh, the, the Hurricanes are in a wild card spot right now. They are s- considerably behind the Flyers in terms of overall points, but they have a plus 29 goal differential right now. Mm-hmm. And that is that's dangerous on the offensive front. If they figure out whatever is ailing them, I guess defensively, um, then you have a problem. But what is their goaltending? situation they lost their both their goaltenders in that infamous game against toronto yeah uh, where the e-bug came in uh if they get their goaltenders back and they're healthy they're a dangerous team um islanders to me are the same way i think the islanders have underachieved this year to be honest they were way up in the standings throughout most of the season and they have just steadily trickled off in the last two months i would be concerned about them suddenly figuring it out in the first round of the playoffs much the way the flyers did back in in 2010 yeah and they had such a tough start to their season figured it out over the last two months and just got better and better i'd be concerned about that so i guess that's my overall view of the situation if i'm plucking any team out of that group for the flyers it would be columbus and then uh, you couple that with the columbus injuries too yes with seth jones and bjork strand and obviously cam atkinson yeah for me it's it's columbus as the number one team the number two team for me is carolina 
because even when they get their goalies back, I don't believe in James Reimer or Peter Morazic. Uh, even though they they got it done and went to a conference final last year with Peter Morazic and and um, Curtis yeah. McElhaney. Yeah, no, I can uh, see that too. Yeah, I, they didn't improve their defense at the deadline. They don't have Justin Falk anymore. Um, I think that's a team that could be ripe. Um, my next team is the Islanders because I, I've seen some things out of the Islanders that if if I'm an Islander fan, I'm disturbed at yeah. how many goals they're giving up. Yeah, because yeah. under Barry Trotz, that doesn't happen. That's not. Yeah, that's that was the hallmark yeah. of their team last year. They went from some huge like they almost 102 the goals they shaved. Yeah, so that's close to, to what the Flyers are going to do this yeah. year. Yeah, they shaved uh, from from Doug Waite Islanders and 31st in the NHL giving up goals to number one in the NHL yeah. and shaved 102 goals off. That's what Barry Trotz does. And I see them giving up too many goals. I've seen them blow leads in games. I've seen Matt Barzell bench for an entire third period. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's bothersome for Islander fans. It's not bothersome for me. So that's a preferred <laughs> opponent. The one that I want to stay away from is actually the Islanders or the Rangers just because they're hot. Yeah, that's true. And they have they Panarin have there, and yeah. Mika Zibanejad is playing incredible now. But when I get into those top two spots in the division, the, I prefer the Penguins because I think rivalry levels a lot of playing fields, yeah. even though I yeah. think the Flyers are a superior team now. Um, and, 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 and they're, the they're probably, you know, they, they've probably almost, to me anyway, um, reach the end of the road in terms of what they can do with all their injuries yeah you know, they, they've they've uh, maxed out i think their uh their 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 good luck in that yeah, world the credit card bill is coming due yeah, exactly. for that team and you know look they had a six game losing streak and and sydney crosby didn't have an assist in six games right. when's the last time you could say that yeah. well it's never because mm-hmm. it has never happened during his nhl career and then of course the caps are a team that i think is just built for the playoffs and if Braden holpe and they can get a little better and more consistent defensively i think they're dangerous team yeah, that, come playoff time that's to me to me that's the, the the main benefit of getting the number one seed is not who you get to play it's that washington and pittsburgh get to beat up on each other in the first round, round yeah and then the flyers get what's left that's the main benefit there for, no, for me no question about it totally agree with you on that um so flyers will be back in action tomorrow uh let me do that again. The Flyers will be back in action Thursday in Tampa, looking to avoid losing back-to-back games. Uh, and Brian Elliott's going to get the start. Now, you can go, well, is, is, is Elaine Vigneault, when they get to the playoffs, just going to play Elliott on the road and Hart at home because of the way the numbers play out? Well, Hart, Hart did get the start last time in Tampa when they lost 5-3. to three. I think he had 19 saves on 24 shots in that game, if I recall. That's kind of like Rain Man, like if I'm right. I think I am. Um, but Brian Elliott's going to get the start in Tampa, and this coaching staff has earned the right to yeah. get the latitude uh, to go, okay, he's making, he's pushing the right buttons because he did it last week as right. well where he goes with uh, Brian Elliott on the road and Carter Hart back home in that back-to-back situation. Yeah, and you can't just look at it as one game, too. This weekend coming up ain't fun. Yeah, you got a back to back to back one o'clock games, one yeah. one one thirty, but back to back afternoon games that are difficult for players to adjust to when they don't have three games and four nights. But now to have it or in five a, and eight, yeah, like they're in the middle of in a back to back situation. The only difference between this and some of these other times the Flyers have had is they don't have to travel. This is a rare situation where both of them are. Has that ever home. happened before where you have back-to-back Saturday, Sunday, 1 o'clock games for the yeah, Flyers? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it has recently, but not very often. Yeah, yeah it's a rarity. It's, yeah, it is not It is not, uh, not normal, but um, a lot of times it has to do with the uh, schedule of the team that's coming in because you are um, twenty. You know, there, there's, there's, certain, there's certain regulations. There's a 20-hour rule. You can't, you can't play a, 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 a 
shorter than 20 hour turnaround um you know there's there's a couple of considerations there i'm sure so uh but, couple but that with multi-use buildings and mba exactly. and everything I mean, else we, we've this will be the third game where the Flyers and the Philadelphia Wings play on the same day, yep. stuff like that. Sometimes it's the Sixers, so you have uh, some of those things to, to deal with when you're looking at the overalls. And it's not here. I mean, we when 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 you're looking at these teams coming east, the only team that doesn't have that situation is the Devils. Yeah, I mean, you got the Rangers in in sharing their building. The yeah. Islanders, depending on what building they're in, <laughs> sharing. Yeah, and good point. You've got the ca- Capitals sharing their building, so it is a uh, a huge puzzle that the league's got to put together on situations like this, especially this time of year. Yeah, no question about it. We'll we'll see if the Flyers can avoid back-to-back losses with a big win in Tampa, then a great weekend on tap, the Minnesota Wild on Saturday, and Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and the Edmonton Oilers on Sunday. That should be an interesting matchup as well. you got to wonder how, with Brian Elliott going Thursday, uh, and Carter Hart being the kind of Edmonton kid from Sherwood Park, Alberta, uh, how he deploys his goalie. It could be two straight starts for the Moose. It could be, yeah, and I wouldn't have a problem with that. Um, you know, you're going to need both goalies not only down the stretch, but I think you're probably going to need both goalies in, in the playoffs because you never know uh, what – what you need both goalies to be ready for the playoffs. Maybe yeah. you're going to ride a guy, yep. but, I mean, look at look at 2010. I mean, how, you know, the, the, the only way the Flyers got as far as they did was – going back and forth between two goalies as they were healthy. So, yeah, Bush and Layton. Um, you know, when you get into the playoffs, um, you know, you, you, you need to have – you probably need to have a guy you rely on, but you got to have a capable guy ready to go too. Yeah, because you never know how it's going to play out. Looking uh, at the year that the, the Capitals won the Cup, yep. Braden Holpe was not their starter at the start of that That's run. Right. He didn't come That's in, right. I think, until the second round. Yeah, um, back and forth with Pittsburgh a couple years ago when they had Flurry and Matt Murray, and Matt Murray came in. I think it was Game Seven of the Conference Final where they got the Hagelin goal over Ottawa to get to the, the yep. Cup, and then <laughs> he was great. Forget Ottawa was good enough to be that far in the playoffs. Yeah, wow. Yeah, double overtime. <laughs> goal was what knocked them out of going to a cup final with Eric Carlson. Somebody pulled the bottom out from that operation. Uh, Well, the bottom of that was like a a wet box. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But that's going to do it for episode four of Flyers Fix. Everybody, thanks for listening. If you're not subscribed to this podcast, please do so. If you have not left a rating and review, do that as well. And we'll talk to you the next time on Flyers Fix. Thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy your hockey.